Hello again. Thank you so much for pressing play and uh, for being curious about the, the birth stories of my songs. I am absolutely honored to get to share and uh, just feel really, really grateful for, uh, for your curiosity about my writing. My name is Ryan, and I make music under the name Sleeping At Last, and this is the Sleeping At Last podcast. So last episode, we talked about a song of mine called Sun, and so today it felt appropriate to, uh, to follow that up with, uh, with an episode all about my song Daughter, which is the fourth song uh, of 25 in my Atlas II series of songs. And so quickly, if you are unfamiliar with my Atlas series of songs, here is what that is. Atlas is a long-form concept series of songs uh, in, in three parts. So there's Atlas 1, Atlas 2, and Atlas 3. Atlas 1 consists of 30 songs inspired by the origins of all things. So the first theme is darkness, which I like to think of as sort of the unknown. And of course, songs around the theme of light, which uh, is sort of the known universe. Space, uh, a song for each of the planets within our solar system. Land, which is a song for each of our cardinal directions. And uh, oceans, a song for each of the Earth's oceans. And water, of course, leads to life. It leads to us. So Atlas II consists of songs around human development. And that's 25 songs inspired by involuntary human development, to be specific. And that includes the themes of life, songs for our five basic senses, songs for the four core emotions, Songs based on intelligence, specifically our intelligence centers. And songs based in personality, specifically nine songs inspired by the nine Enneagram types. Uh, and that brings us to Atlas Three, which is what I'm currently working on and will be announcing and sharing details as soon as, uh, as they're all sorted. But Atlas Three will be songs inspired by voluntary human development. Uh, so it's what we do with everything that we're given. Another way to look at the entire Atlas series is Atlas One is the past, Atlas Two is the present, and Atlas Three will be the future. And I will, of course, dive deeper into the concepts of Atlas in future episodes. Uh, but in a nutshell, that is my Atlas series. And so today's song, uh, Daughter, fits into the life theme as part of Atlas II. So before we dive in, uh, let's go ahead and listen to the song from the top. Here is Daughter. If only you knew the sunlight shines a little brighter The weight of the world's a little lighter The stars lean in a little closer All because of you I wanna see you lift your chin a little higher Open your eyes a little wider Speak your mind a little Don't look down 
put one foot in front of you Our ceiling is your floor And all you gotta do is put one foot in front of you So before I start droning on and on about how the song was made, I thought I would show the song Daughter to my daughters and get their honest feedback. So here's Lily and Iris. Can you tell me what's your name? Lily. What did you think about that song? I think it sounds like sad, pretty happy. And I think it's really my favorite, one of my favorite songs. Aw, thanks. My name's Iris. What did you think of that song? It was one of my favorites, and it's pretty old and sad, and a little bit sad, and a little bit happy, and I love that song more than BTS, but I, but I don't love it so much than BTS, but, and I like BTS more than that one, but I like that one more than the other one, but not super much. <laughs> they are the sweetest, uh, in case you couldn't totally tell. So Iris said that she likes my song more than BTS, but of course she rightly so walked it back and, uh, <laughs> and clarified that she likes it, but she also likes BTS more. So I mentioned in the last episode about my song Sun uh, that the length of both daughter and son are identical. Four minutes and four seconds. With equality, of course, in mind, uh, it just only made sense that these two sibling songs uh, should share the exact same length of, uh, of audio space. And as I said, both son and daughter belong to the theme of life in Atlas II. Uh, and throughout those four initial songs, Overture to Life, Son, and Daughter, uh, I decided that there should be sort of this narrative thread between those songs that that's tell the story of life forming from the womb to the, the first steps. So Overture II sort of sets the stage uh, and it represents new life forming inside the womb. And then life is a birth story representing newborn life, which is, by the way, of course, a birth story about my firstborn, Lily. And then sun is about building up the strength to eventually stand up on our own two feet, which represents infant life. And then daughter, uh, the song we're talking about today, is all about forward motion. It's about determination, uh, finding balance and courage to take those, those first steps, representing toddler life. But um, really, it represents all phases of life after childhood, too, uh, and, and the first steps we are required to take in so many areas of our, of our lives. And it was a lot of fun to build these four life songs that each hopefully can stand completely on their own, uh, but also have that narrative thread between them uh, about life in the womb, 
life as a newborn, life as an infant, and, uh, and here, life as a toddler and beyond. And I began writing Daughter a couple months before our firstborn daughter, Lily, was born. I've written a handful of songs from the perspective of a parent well before I became a parent myself. Uh, obviously, I've been looking forward to being a dad for, for as long as I can remember. Uh, but Daughter was the first song I wrote after finding out Lily's gender. Uh, so though I've written songs in anticipation of my future children for many years, uh, Daughter was the first song written with my, my little girl in mind. And, and now that I have two little girls, the meaning and depth of this song in particular has, has grown sevenfold to me personally. And watching my girls grow from uh, from their very first sonograms to their their very first steps uh, and beyond, um, these these four life songs remind me of that time and, and what an absolute privilege and, and gift it was to get to observe uh, such precious life form and and blossom into these uh, these wonderful human beings that I get to call my daughters. I recorded the song with two different pianos, uh, and usually I will, of course, just pick one and stick to that, but I am so glad that I recorded both of my pianos here, uh, as I just have a ton of really special memories tied to each of these pianos and my girls. The first one is an upright piano that my dear friend Alex gave me a, as a gift right around the time Lily was born, and that's what you hear at the beginning of the song. And then a lot of the chords is my grand piano, which, uh, which I purchased a few months after becoming a dad. So some of my favorite memories with my girls are attached to these two pianos from uh, holding them when they were babies uh, and, and learning to play a song with one hand. Or as they got older, they, they'd sit on my lap and play songs with me. And to now, they'll sit on their own uh, and, and play little melodies that they've made up. And it's really sweet. So it just makes me really happy that these two pianos are, are in this song um, about daughters. So back when I recorded my, my voice for this song, uh, I actually held my daughter Lily, uh, who was only a few months old at the time, uh, through some of my takes. And uh, the reason for that was uh, to just kind of remind myself as I was singing who this song is for. So it's not very loud, but if you listen closely, you can, you can hear some of Lily's contributions in the, in the background of my vocal recording. On foot in front of you one of the many gifts of getting to make music and, and working from home is, is that from the womb and onwards, my, my daughters have been surrounded by music. Uh, though they would definitely prefer the music of Frozen or pretty much any Disney movie <laughs> or their recent obsession, BTS, uh, every so often they will visit me in the studio and either offer me their thoughts, kind of like they did <laughs> a few moments ago in their, in their honest review of this song. And their reactions to my music over the years have been all over the map. And I love that so much. Uh, it could be surprising thoughts of encouragement or, or telling me how a song makes them feel or, or full-on dance parties or blatantly telling me to please turn it off because it makes them sad. <laughs> but usually when they pop into the studio, it, it is to proclaim their, their absolute favorite word in the English language and demand snack. And lately, they've been surprising my wife and I with, uh, with more focused time writing their own songs. And it's really, really beautiful to see uh, the idea of rhyme structure all of a sudden forming. Uh, and there's just this really incredibly beautiful, reckless abandon kind of that comes along with their singing that makes me so happy because they are just 100% in it and, and not thinking about anything else other than expressing their feelings and songs. 
And it's so interesting to see their personalities come out in their in their songs. Uh, Lily, who's five years old, is sometimes shy, and, and when she sings, she belts it out like a like a rock star. And Iris, who is three, uh, is our ball of energy, and, and she will sit down at my piano and play the gentlest piano music that anyone has ever heard. <laughs> and I I just love hearing their hearts pour out like that. It truly fills our home with light. And most of the time, they're they're making music separately, but sometimes it, it's a collaborative effort or a, or a family concert and uh, so it's just really fun and sweet and it reminds me of the the magic of music so let's talk a little bit about the lyrics of this song the lyric palette that i wanted to use uh, is fairly obvious but it is all about fairy tales so disney princess type of language royalty kingdom crown happily ever after story even the line, the birds all sing a little sweeter, uh, is kind of meant to feel like a, a Snow White, Cinderella uh, sort of imagery. And I wanted to use the language of fairy tales for several reasons. Uh, fairy tales are often stories of hope or, or stories of goodness and, and kindness winning out, uh, stories of magic or, or how we wish the world would work. Uh, and along those lines, I was inspired by something that my, my wife's and my friend Bob Goff said to us a, a while back, uh, that we should always tell people who they're becoming and not who they were. In other words, believe that people are kind of at their heart, the, the best of themselves already, uh, believe and, and point to their beautiful potential as if it's not eventual, but, but right now. And I've always loved that. And I wanted to write a song with that type of love and encouragement uh, for not only my daughters, but for anyone that needs to hear it, that you are royalty. And though certainly not always the case, uh, but sometimes fairy tales can offer up that same belief in, in the best of us, that same heart of hope. Uh, so the language of fairy tales uh, felt right for the song. So a long while ago, I, I was having a brief conversation with a friend of mine who uh, who I saw at a gathering. His name's David Dark, and uh, he shared some really encouraging words uh, as we were talking about parenting. Uh, I was just about to become a dad, um, and I was just sharing that I was really nervous and and worried that I wasn't going to do a very good job. And he told me that our our parents' best is is sort of our starting place. Our parents' ceiling is is our floor, and our ceiling will become our children's floor, uh, meaning that our very best is a mere starting line for our children. And I think that's so deeply true. And it meant a lot to me to hear that in, in the short days leading up to, uh, to my daughter's birth. And as my girls have grown, I find so much comfort in those words still. Uh, so this lyric is, is serves as this really comforting reminder to me um, that uh, children truly are the, the new and improved uh, version 2.0 of their parents. And that is, uh, I just find so much hope in that. Our ceiling is your floor and all you gotta do is put one foot in front of you. When my daughter Lily was born, my parents gave us this incredibly thoughtful gift of a, a young maple tree that we could plant in our backyard uh, in Lily's honor. Uh, and it was such a thoughtful gift um, that grows as she grows. And so this lyric in the song is a little reference to Lily's maple tree. If only you knew the forest grew a little green, our roots reaching a little This song is written from the perspective of a parent or caregiver, and it's a perspective that I know very, very well, uh, not only as a parent now, but uh, also on the receiving end, because my mom, as I mentioned uh, a bit about her in the last episode, my, my mom raised me with this kind of belief in me. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a naturally confident person. And as early as I can remember, uh, she helped me understand that I am capable of anything. 
And like these lyrics, uh, she truly wanted me to know and to see these things in me. I want to see you lift your chin a little higher, open your eyes a little wider, speak your mind a little louder, because you are royalty. And that's really how I felt in my life, thanks to my mom. Uh, it was so empowering to me. Uh, and that's what I hope to help my daughters feel. Uh, I wanted this song to be an anthem of sorts for my for my girls. Uh, and, and of course, anyone that hears it to remind them and to remind you that you are inherently good and the world is brighter and lighter and, and just a better place because you're in it. And that's really the heart of all of the lyrics, but uh, particularly these opening lyrics. If only you knew the sunlight shines a little brighter the weight of the world's a little lighter The stars lean in a little closer All because of you And I didn't want this song to be exclusively uh, from the perspective of a parent. I, I wanted it to feel like encouragement to truly anyone that needs to hear it. Uh, forgive me for once again referencing Disney and specifically Disney's Frozen. But man, the, the lyrics for Anna's song in Frozen 2, the, the Next Right Thing, they come up in my mind almost daily do the next right thing. Uh, and the heart of this song kind of shares that sentiment. You're ready, you're born ready, and all you got to do is put one foot in front of you. Look, yes, I am totally a fan of sappy stuff. And, and though I always try to keep a, a real close watch on being overly sappy in my songs, you got to keep sappy special by, you know, keeping it in check. Uh, I, I knew that before I wrote Daughter that it would be totally impossible here. So I kind of leaned into that sweetness in this song because uh, for every reason I just talked about, this is, this is an anthem of love and, and support and uh, a reminder to my daughters as they grow older that they are even more amazing and magical uh, than any Disney princess. Uh, but my hope here is that it's sincerely heartfelt rather than than sappy. Uh, and once I decided to kind of lean into that direction for the song, I, I knew that the melodies and the instrumentation needed to follow suit. I wanted the music to feel urgent and and hopeful, which I felt like the 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 opening piano sort of imply. And the anthemic quality of the chorus is meant to solidify the message that our parents' best, their ceiling is truly our floor. And the instrumentation here is meant to be gentle, but but also really strong and soaring. Um, again, for son, I use brass, and, and daughter, I use strings to sort of gently reference masculinity and, and femininity of these two songs. Let's talk about those absolutely beautiful strings. I knew right away that my, my friend and, and frequent sleeping at last collaborator, Sharon Gerber, needed to play the cello on this song. So she recorded her cello in her studio in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, emailed me the results as always, and truly was instantly just blown away by her performances, as I always am. Um, her, her cellos add so much depth and heart to this song and every song that she's played on. Uh, and for this one in particular, as an amazing mom of three daughters herself, um, I was really, really honored to uh, to get to have her be a part of this song. Um, so absolutely grateful for her gorgeous contribution. And the violins that you hear are from another dear friend of mine and a frequent Sleeping At Last collaborator, Joanna Hui, who uh, lives in Chicago, and, and I invited her to swing by the studio and record some violin. But she first heard the song actually on that short drive to the studio that day, uh, and without warning uh, was kind enough to let me throw dozens of melodies at her while we were sitting there pressing record. And uh, so she played and recorded each one so beautifully and with so much soul. 
Uh, so each of those ideas that we tried out that day were uh, were kind of knitted together uh, as I uh, finished writing the song. And so uh, all the violins that you hear were uh, thanks to uh, that really, really lovely evening of kind of off-the-cuff recording with, with my dear friend Joanna. Here's all the strings together. could listen to those strings for eternity thank you so much to uh, sharon and joanna for for such gorgeous performances oh and, and at the risk of <laughs> taking away from those incredibly gorgeous performances um i also played a couple violins uh, just little textures throughout this uh this arrangement so here's here's a couple of my uh chicken scratch uh, contributions Wow, right? And I, I probably shouldn't even tell you this because it's it's terrible dad jokery. But uh, those tracks are not called violins in this song. The track names are actually violins. And that's what happens when you're in the studio by yourself for extended periods of time. So scattered throughout the song, there are a, a few little Easter eggs. Uh, here are a couple sounds that are my daughter Lily uh, when she was uh, only a couple months old. The first one is her playing with her rattle and uh, a squeaky toy. And as I mentioned, I had just gotten uh, my, my first grand piano. And uh, so this is Lily playing uh, a couple notes on it. I had a lot of fun recording background vocals for this, uh, about seven different tracks of me singing different stuff. So here's a little bit of that. I so loved writing and recording this song. It, it was such a labor of love and uh, was written as a letter to my daughter and now daughters as a reminder that they are truly capable of anything and that my wife's and my ceiling uh, as people is their floor. Our best is a, a mere starting line for them. And my hope for anyone that hears this song is that they are reminded of these royal truths in their own life. So let's listen to the song from the top one more time, and uh, I will close things out after that. If only you knew The sunlight shines a little brighter The weight of the world's a little lighter The stars lean in a little closer All because of you I want to see you lift your chin a little higher Open your eyes a little wider Speak your mind a little louder Cause you are royalty This is your kingdom, this is your crown, this is your story 
As always, thank you so much for listening. I sound like a broken record here, but I truly mean it. I feel so honored to get to share how these songs took shape. Uh, And though open and personal interpretation is so vital to our experiences of music, uh, as the maker of these songs, it also feels like a really special opportunity to get to share some of the heart that went into each of these songs. So hopefully, rather than taking away the mystery of your interpretation of my music, uh, these podcasts can add colors and layers of dimension to uh, to your experience. At least that's my hope. Uh, in any case, it is purely a privilege to share with you. Uh, I cannot thank you enough for listening. Uh, I've got a bunch more episodes right around the corner. Uh, the next episode will be that Enneagram overview episode that I keep talking about, um, and that will be in conversation with my friend Chris Hewerts, and lots more after that.
Also, I wanted to remind you that on May 1st, my Astronomy Volume 1 uh, collection of songs is going to be out everywhere that music is, and I can't wait to share it with you. All right, thank you so much again. You are wonderful. <laughs>